0: Yesterday's Tweets Today, number nine. Uh, We have got a number of items on the docket here for you today. I'm going to be talking about my new iPad, uh, Twitter Lite. This is for like the fourth day in a row I'm talking about Twitter Lite. Uh, SMS marketing, uh, calm meditation booth, dad lunch notes, stand-ups, newsletters, and lastly, never click anything. Um, So okay, first up, got a new iPad, and uh, I haven't really used. Kind of, I'm kind of. I haven't really used an I- iPads or tablets much. I-, I have like a bajillion year old one that we haven't. You know, we just you know the kids use for random stuff. And I finally got a new one, and uh, it's just it's really nice. I mean, for browsing Twitter, I'm I'm surprised by how nice and minimalist it is. I'm not sure if you can see that real well in the video, but the layout is just super nice. It's just, it's, it makes the reading and browsing experience so much nicer. Um, It's also just great in subtle ways. Like it's easier to like show somebody something. Like if I want to show my wife something instead of like grabbing my phone and being like, Hey, look at this, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah. It's just like, Hey, look at this. Boom. And you can just like share stuff more easily. It's kind of nifty. And uh, anyways, so I'm really, I'm really, uh, really enjoying it. Um, all right. Next up, um, Twitter Lite. Okay. I've been ranting about PWAs for like three days in a row. have been getting interesting feedback from people um, on, on them and having some cool discussions and stuff like that. And one of the things that I said is there's literally no PWA that anybody uses. Um, as as much as a native app right like and and if pwa's can be as good as native apps then that should be the case even if you just look at let's say android users just to simplify right because apple limits stuff like real heavily in terms of pwa and so like some people said that they use twitter Lite, and i'm like okay let me check it out right they said it's almost exactly the same as native well The jury is in, it is not exactly the same as native. It, it's very close. It's probably 95%. It's, it's, um, it's much better than it was whenever the last time I checked, it was things like video autoplay, sometimes work, which I thought was neat and things like that. But however, it is worse than native in almost in pretty much every way. It's worse in very small ways, but it's worse in every way. So like things like changing state right switching between tabs is is slower and it doesn't remember your state as much video autoplay works some of the time it doesn't work all all the time um, just little things like switch again switching between tabs little animations things like that don't work as well image upload video up like so it's probably 90 95% as good um, and i i don't understand why people use it i really don't unless specifically you want to save battery usage or I don't fully understand exactly how much battery usage it saves. Maybe I'm just completely killing my battery like a goofball and not realizing that that's a massive factor. Um, but but yeah, it, I don't understand why people use it unless they have like a real battery needs or bandwidth needs or something like that. But if you don't have, if you're not restricted by hardware, battery or bandwidth, I, I don't understand why you'd use it. And I'm probably just thick in the head but uh, that's my that's my verdict. I did actually use it a little bit to to confirm that I wasn't just uh, imagining that um, okay next up um, but oh I have to send myself a test message uh, from Twitter. I want to see if these messages I apologize for uh, the pause here but I have to see if the Periscope messages are coming in. And I don't know if they are. Um, hmm. I wanted to try sending myself a test, but I can't, I can't even see if I'm online or not. I don't see the stream at all. All right. Well, I don't know if it's online or not, but hopefully it is. And I'm going to move to the next one. All right. Um SMS marketing. So um this is cool. I, I, I caught a um a podcast uh yesterday um which is by um Unofficial Shopify Podcast by Kurt Elster. And it was uh, it was the from the Klaviyo uh, conference, um, and covered a number of uh, a number of topics there. One of the things, one of the big ones, was SMS marketing. I so I think Klaviyo released uh, a, a support for SMS marketing, um, and uh, I had a couple of thoughts on this. So for one, there was another uh, SMS e-commerce SMS thing I saw recently. Uh, which i'm forgetting the name of which is relevant i think it's called live live something but anyways um it's a, it was basically a uh tool that does sms marketing for for e-commerce and i had tweeted it out i was like this looks interesting and i got a a, a very strong reply from 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 a buddy from somebody on twitter that was like not only would i would I not use um, uh, this site? I would like actively encourage everybody I know not to use a site that texts me. Now, that's a strong response. And and one one of the things that was in the the unofficial Shopify podcast was was Kurt was talking to people about, hey, you know, how do you what do you, what are your thoughts on SMS? Like, I, people are definitely hesitant about it. And a lot of people's response was was basically like, yeah. Um, you know, it is something people can be concerned about, but, but, you know, um, if you, if you do it right, essentially then, then it can work. So SMS is one of those things, text messages are are one of those things where, uh, people are very protective of their, of their, you know, SMS inbox, right? Their text inbox, what do you call that? Their texts, their phone. And, uh, and, and so people could get pretty annoyed, um, by receiving those on the one hand, on the other hand, it could be a, a powerful marketing channel. I mean, it's, 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 it's the story of email all over again, which is people used to hate, you know, getting automated emails or they'd complain about it a lot, but everybody's like, well, it works. And then like people just sort of accepted it uh, even though it's still maybe is a little bit annoying. And then there's less attention on the email uh, inbox over time, although it's still a powerful channel. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of that same deal. I have to say personally, um I've actually been starting to whitelist uh, uh text messages. So there's a feature on on Pixel where you can just like only have text messages come through um for people that you know, uh people in your contact book or favorites or whatever, and I've been um I've been doing that. Um because, uh, yeah, I just, I, I get random texts and and, and random, like spam phone calls. So I've started to, um, I've started to, to do that. Right. So it's less of an issue for me. Like I, I don't even see most texts right away. Um, also I've been paying attention to what Gary V is doing, um, with regards to text messages. And he's been talking a lot about that lately. Um, and it's, it's, it's really interesting. So he's, has a text message uh, thing where people can text him and he sends out texts and and things like that and I heard him talking about actually he did an interview with somebody on his podcast who uh, got on the podcast through his text message uh, list and what he had said was um, you know he's being very thoughtful about how to give a lot of value to uh, people uh, who are you know giving their phone number, giving access to be text, uh, texted text to get text messages. Um, and so, you know, for him, uh, he's trying, you know, he gives out all of his information for, for free, all of his best stuff. So, so what he said was, it's not so much that there's anything different content I can give out, but what I can give out that's unique is access to him directly. So things like, Flying, maybe maybe somebody can get flown out to to meet with him. Maybe somebody can have a dinner with him. You know, he's brought people on his podcast through the text program. So really unique, like giving people a unique amount of access to him personally is what he's using text for. And he said he's just really being very thoughtful about how to give a lot of value and how to respect those that SMS inbox. And I think that's really smart. And that'll look different for everybody, right? For, a di- for a different e-commerce merchants, that'll look different. But I think that principle is going gonna, is gonna to apply, is that if you are going to text somebody, respect how important that SMS inbox is. There is a lot of attention there. There is quick replies. People do see their texts quickly. They pay a lot of attention to their texts. But, you know, so respect that. And if you're going to s- send them texts, you know, make sure there's, there's good stuff in there, right? Make sure there's uniquely good stuff in there. And so um so yeah I think it definitely be looking at worth looking at what he's doing there. Um and okay next up um calm meditation booth. Let me take a quick sip of coffee. <sighs> okay. Uh calm meditation booth. This is cool. Um that was literally my tweet. This is cool. Calm meditation booth. Um This is by Brian Chen. tweet by Brian Chen. Super excited for you all to experience this and introducing the Calm Booth by Room. So room.com creates sort of these like telephone booth type uh, little rooms. Um, Might be able to see this here on the screen kind of ish. Um, And so they're like little telephone booths, you know, like you might see a little telephone booth in a co-working space, but they have they're ventilated they're really they're really nicely done they're really you know really well executed and then calm is the meditation app, so they did a little joint uh program there where um, it's just a cool little meditation booth that you can just pop into, use your Calm app and stuff like that. And I thought it was i thought it was great. You know, you could potentially have that at conferences. I think about how sometimes you're in a, at a conference and you're in the middle of it and you're just all conferenced out and you're just kind of like um, need a little space to yourself, you know, and I've joked about, you know, having a napping pod or whatnot, which is kind of could be a cool idea, but this could be a great idea. could be great for a workspace and, and things like that. I think it be really interesting. So, um, a say, uh, that's a, that's an awesome thing to look at. Okay. Next up dad lunch notes. So this is really cool. I saw this, uh, from, uh, Chris Yandel, uh, on Twitter. And, uh, what he does is that he, um, uh, puts out, uh, he, he writes a note to his daughter, uh, every day and then he publishes it. And it's like a, like a thing on, on paper. It's like a, uh, it's a cool little note that he, that he writes. And so for example, this one, uh, Addy, I think that's his daughter's name. We are all broken, but every day is a chance to make ourselves a beautiful mosaic love dad. And, uh, I just thought this was beautiful, man. Like, um, I, th- I have daughters and, uh, you know, and a son and I'm always thinking about, you know, how to, you know, teach them things, how to, you know, um, yeah. How to, how to, how to teach them how to share, you know, things I've learned with them. And you kind of always feel like, man, am, am I doing that good of a job of it? I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm not. Um, But, and I think about, you know, what are ways I can do that? And this is just a really cool way to do that. Like write a letter, write a little letter every day and then putting it online is cool too. Cause it spreads awareness. And, and I believe he's also turning this into a book or it's already a book, you know, and I've always loved the idea of like writing a book for your kids. You know, like I, I think I've seen that idea on a few different movies and stuff where like you write a book and then you get kind of give it to them for after you die or wh- whatever, like there's different ways or when they get married or whatever, like that's such a, such a cool idea. So uh, it's just a beautiful thing. And there's just so much positivity um, on Twitter and on the internet. And if we, if we look for it and uh, and if we, if you look for toxicity, you can find that too. But if you look for beautiful stuff, man, there's, there's a lot of really great stuff out there. So, um, so that was really cool. Okay. Next up are stand-ups for product teams useless. Um, so, this is a tweet from Andy Johns. Uh, stand-ups for product teams are useless. I only care to know about what you did or what you're doing if it inhibits my work. The rest is useless. Tell, not show. Instead, replace them with meetings about making decisions since an unanswered question is what stalls product teams. So this is interesting because um, I think that you know, stand-ups can be great. It, it, like, like anything else in life, depends on on execution like stand-ups can be great if if uh you know you're if they're if they're sort of following the right format right if they're if they're being used for their intended purpose. If they're helping you to unblock, if they're helping you to, to share what you're up to with your team. Um, and I think about like, I haven't done standups in a while and I sort of like miss when I used to do stand-up. The last I did standups when I was working with sweettooth uh, sweet tooth now, smile.io and such a great team. And I remember having those like, especially in person standups too, are like really cool. Cause um, it's not just the nuts and bolts of, what exactly are you blocked on? Okay, let's get unblocked. But it's also just you're spending a little time together. You're uh, sharing your wins, right? You're sharing your your losses. Maybe you're getting some encouragement. Uh, maybe you're sharing your wins and you're like, uh, you know, and, and and people are like, oh, great job. You know, like it's just a great connection, right? There's a human connection point there that I think is is powerful. Um, so I, I guess that was my response to this. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not so much in the day in day out of doing standups on a, on a daily as, as much as many other people are. Um, and I think they can, standups can sort of degrade into not being that useful, right? Especially let's say you're on a Google hangout, like 10 other people. And it's kind of the same thing every day of like, oh yeah, I'm working on this. Okay. Working on that. And there isn't much interaction, there isn't much forward motion, you know, there's not much, you know, unblocking that's happening or positive vibes. It's just kind of like, then, yeah, I agree. That can be uh, not a great use of time, you know? So I think it, like anything else in life, it depends on on how they're executed. But that was definitely something that that got, that was a tweet that got me thinking and I think is relevant to, you know, a lot of the dev teams I know and whatnot that are are thinking about how they're doing their stand-ups. Okay. Next up newsletters. Uh, So um, I tweeted, do you have any newsletters that you enjoy receiving? And so far 48 votes, which is not too shabby for, you know, what I get uh, uh, some, I've had polls that have gotten like 10 votes. So this one's picking up some traction. It's only been a few hours. So this has another six days to go. Hopefully we'll get some more votes on it. Anyways, uh, 46% yes. And 54% no. So that's, 46% 46% is, is, is significant, you know, and, and, I, I'm looking at this from the context of like, um, you know, email as a direct channel. I think I talked a little bit about that in yesterday's stream. Um, you know, email as a channel versus social. And, um, I personally, like, I'm so, uh, I have a hard time. Part of the reason I did this, this poll is because I'm curious. I personally, um, I treat emails so systematically. It's just, I want to get in. I have a system. I'm inbox zero. It's all work related. I'm in and I'm out. And I can't like, even if there's something I want to read, like a newsletter I'm interested in, like there's this, um, you know, like future commerce, for example, I subscribe, future commerce insiders I subscribe to. And I want to keep an eye on that. Like I just, I'm not even in that mode when I'm in my inbox to, uh, to sort of read and think and consume content. It's just very like, boom, 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 boom. It's just execution. So, uh, but you know, uh, clearly there are people that do, you know, like to get stuff by email, which is, which is interesting and which shows that email is, is, uh, continues to be uh, a powerful channel, especially if you're putting out uh, good content. Okay. Next up, um, oh, I forgot to put the, uh, I forgot to give myself the tweet so that I could quickly look it up. But this one is uh, never click anything. So, okay, here we go. So it's funny that good security hygiene means to never use the single most foundational mechanism of the web itself, which is clicking on links. (laughs) So this is something I just tweeted out because I I was listening to, I believe it was a James Altucher podcast yesterday. I tried to find the episode number just now and I couldn't find it. but it was a really interesting episode. Actually, he was talking with this guy who like had uh, got in trouble for doing scams and stuff like that. It was pretty. He was the basis for the movie "Catch Me If You Can" with Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was really interesting. But just one of the quick th- things in there is they were talking about fraud and different things like that. That that I, I believe it was James that said was, uh, you know, I never click on any links. And it reminded me that's 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 a good practice is to you know because anytime you you, you get fished. Uh, it's ultimately clicking on a link somewhere, whether that's in an email, social, it's funny. I was looking, I literally, I was looking at an Elon Musk tweet. This was a few days ago and I clicked on this tweet. It was a thread. There was two threads from him, two tweets from him in the thread. The third one said Elon Musk. It had the same picture and it said, send me Bitcoin. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I clicked, I clicked on the link. It went to a medium post. The medium post was like, "Oh yeah, send me Bitcoin and I'll send you Bitcoin." I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting. Elon Musk is doing this thing with Bitcoin. Like, that's amazing." I was literally like a full minute into it before I realized, like, "Oh my God, that's a this is a fish." Like, it was a fake account, fake Twitter account that you had the same photo and and what. So, anyways, the point is, we can all get fished, and so it's like, but it's crazy because links. I mean. HTTPS hypertech what does http hypertext transfer protocol right hyperlinks are the found are the foundation of the web they're the foundation of the web most foundational mechanism of the web and at this point this day and age good security hygiene is don't ever click a link ever you know and it's just it's 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 wild you know i don't i don't know if anybody actually does that. I mean, the people who are really security conscious do it, but it's just, it's just very, it's kind of ironic. So anywho, that is all for now. Uh, Thanks. I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday and I'll see you uh, tomorrow.